I thought Zach played his best game. One thing I didn't appreciate what Rodney Harrison was doing, to me, bro, that's just not right. I truly believe that we are not one to judge. We cannot just keep saying someone's garbage, saying who's special, who's not special. To me, that's a fraudulent move. You're not the one to decide who's special, who's not special, Rodney. I'm sorry. You can't sit here and say, oh, you look at the tape and he's garbage. Like, come on, Rodney. Like, you didn't even do that. You can't say that he's not a good quarterback. He's a starting quarterback in the NFL. If Rodney, you can show me you can do it, then you do it. If you were so good, like, let his traits and everything he do grow, bro. Zach is a human being. We don't use our platform to degrade other players. This is not what we do. We use our platform to uplift people. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Randy with the One Jets pod, and it looks a little different this week. Why? Because we got all three of the boys on here, starting with Dominic. Dominic, how you doing, brother? Hey, good to have me back. I appreciate it, fellas. Good to have all three of us on for the first time together, but looking forward to it is my Niners keep winning. I got to sympathize with the Jets a little bit, but there are, I feel we're going to talk a little bit more positivity today. A little bit, just a little bit. I think you might be right. And I got my co-host back. Brandy brother, what's going on? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm ready to go. I had a nice little vacation, me and the missus, and I'm ready to rock. Ah, Ready to uh, rip these, uh, these officials to shreds. Let's do it. Absolutely. Well, first, we're going to start off with our uh, weekly predictions. Uh, I didn't fare well this week. It's not my <laughs> worst week, but, you know, oh, dude, Cincinnati, I'm done. I know I said I was done with them. I believe I said I was done with them last week, but you know what? I'm officially done with them. I ain't picking them anymore. I don't care who they're playing. I'm done with them because I should at least have 11 wins this week. But good thing is I didn't lose my first place standings. Sad thing is, for now, literally, now I'm within three games of Brandon. Dominic's hot on my tail with two games. I we mean, coming for you. We coming yeah. for you. Congratulations, though, guys. Twelve and four weeks, guys. I'm gonna let you guys talk a little bit about it. But again, congratulations on your guys' successful week. No, the biggest one I'm mad about is Randy. You and I talked about it last week when we were talking Dolphins versus Bills, and the whole conversation I was on the fence about. I was like, well, the Bills could do this; they could win. If Miami does this, and I'm like. You know what? I'll pick Miami, but if I change it like after today, I'll let you know. Never did it, and that's a mistake on my part. So you were literally trying to talk yourself into the freaking. I think I tried like two yeah. or three times, and then you talk or I talk myself out of it. It was <laughs> so that one's on me. I should be one game back. That's on me. But either way, I'm happy with a good. I'll be. I'm good with a, a you know tie for first, second place week. Yeah, yeah. For me, you know, there's so many games that that I picked and I was like, oh my gosh, don't do this. Like the Denver and, and Bears game, I was like, come on, because I picked Denver and then the, Justin Fields decided to decide to learn how to play QB. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and then the Colts game, I was like, oh my what what is happening? It was a lot of tight <laughs> games this weekend that ended up turning out in my favor, which I appreciate. Uh uh so you know we'll see. I'm trying to have another big week this week. Um and you know we're, we're like I was telling you earlier this week. We're hot on your tail, sir. Oh, we, we're coming for that we're number one spot. We're coming for the leader. Uh, <laughs> I had a nice little lead there, but you know what? Luckily, those obvious afternoon games and that Monday night game came through for me, man. Because yeah. oh, dude, because I remember getting home because I had to work a little extra that day, 
And I remember getting home and looking at the scores and watching the highlights. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I was watching, dude, when I was watching that uh, Bears uh, Broncos highlights, I was like, no. I was like, oh, they'll get this one. And then, nope. The biggest, yeah. the biggest one that got me at the end of the day, out of all the games, the one that I was just sitting there like, is this happening? Houston roughing up. Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one, C.J. Stroud, I'm like, this rookie QB is going for rookie of the year right now, and he's looking pretty dangerous. And I think we all picked the Steelers, didn't we? Uh, no, I think Randy. Randy oh, that's was, right. This guy. Randy, this guy picked the so Steelers. basically, that's if, right. if Randy went Pittsburgh and I went Buffalo, we could potentially be in a tie right now. Man. You guys picked the Eagles and I picked the Commanders and they almost got almost, it. Almost, dude. See, that's why I've been on that bandwagon, man. I couldn't yeah. pick I couldn't pick against Philly, but dude, there's not gonna be a lot of times this season where I pick against the freaking commies, man. Yeah, no. they, they they play a good game and Sam Howell, that 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 boy, he's got yeah. some moxie. He can play. Yeah. Who would have thought, you know, he would be a name in the quarterback rankings this year? Right. Out, out playing Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence in all compassing right now. Yeah. Um, you know, Jimmy G hasn't been that great with the Raiders. Kenny Pickett's not great as well. So right now, some of the rookies and people like Hal are what top 20 quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty hey, shocking. Coach trying to tell people coaching. about Kenny Pickett, man. I mean, I just don't I don't trust him. And like it could be coaching, it very well can, and they're calling for Canada's head over there in Pittsburgh. Speaking of quarterbacks, uh, before we get into that Jets game, I want to talk about a one Zachary Wilson. Now I, I'm I'm going to read from my notes. Yeah, it's going to look like I'm reading a script here. Who gives a damn? Played a great game. I think it's the first time he's had a 200-yard game with multiple touchdown passes and zero goose egg interceptions. That's true. I mean, he looked like a mini Aaron Rodgers out there, dude. I mean, he was getting the ball out quick. He was trusting his, uh, his uh, he was trusting his receivers. He wasn't panicking. Now, while it wasn't perfect, it was a huge improvement. Now, can it continue? I mean, he looked confident out there, and. The way they constructed that game plan and the way he was just slinging it out there, the way he was just, you know, going through his progressions and, and just finding his receivers, I mean, that's the Zach Wilson. That, that's why we drafted the dude. You know, that arm talent, the you know, the footwork, that's why we got him, man. And, I mean, I was, I was thoroughly impressed. And when I asked the question, can it continue? I think if the coaching staff doesn't fail him, Absolutely, man. What do you think, Brandon? Yeah, um, you know, it was one of those situations where I'm sitting there uh, and, you know, I, I didn't really know how to feel because I'm not used to seeing competent quarterback play like right. that. Some of those throws that he was making, those, uh, you know, back shoulder throws, uh, that rope, that cold rope that he threw to, to Alan Lazard in the end zone Beautiful. had me jumping out of my seat. Like I, that I couldn't believe he, he completed that pass. And oh, yeah. it, it was one of the, it was one of the, it was one of the nicest throws I've ever seen. Oh, it was beautiful. You know, a quarterback make. And even um, that back shoulder fade for the touchdown to, uh, to uh, Uzama. To Dude, Uzama. That yeah. one had me jumping on my damn bed, bro. Mama had to come yeah. in and tell me what the going on. <laughs> Conklin, Conklin too, the the 
the the bachelor throw to Conklin and and to to Ruckert and I mean this dude was man he was slinging and you could see the confidence you know I don't know if we're you know I know we're talking about Zach yeah but all right we're gonna get to the Jets reviewing the Jets game so just sure. far as Zach is concerned you know it was he had the one mistake with the fumble yeah you know it happens you know it was kind of low the snap was kind of low. But but, all in all, you know it was hopeful. After watching him play and seeing what he did, and was able to, you know, just command the offense. Right. It was not, he was not game managing. He was commanding the commanding, offense. And absolutely. That's, that's the biggest takeaway that I that I took from the, from his performance. Absolutely. So as far as it continuing, what do you think, Dominic? I mean, from what you were able to see. I mean, I know you watched the game. Yeah. What you saw what 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 was your take? What do you think? Can it's it continue? I think so. Again, coaching is going to be a huge key in this scenario. You have to take the leash off of Zach Wilson. Mm -hmm. Don't let him play safe. If you had Zach Wilson that performed against the Chiefs the week prior against New England, the Jets win that game. No doubt about it. And the season is in a completely different shape, potentially, than it it is now with a one and three record. Mm Mm-hmm. It's hard to say because, you know, I know we'll get into this in a little bit. you got Denver coming up, and Denver's not that great of a team. I know they beat the Bears, but this could be a game. I know, Randy, we talked about it. If things didn't go right in a very negative light for Zach Wilson this week against the Chiefs, which it didn't, then a lot of things would be riding on this Broncos game. So now we're going to be taking the 180 of that and saying, if we can build on what happened against the Chiefs, and do it against the Broncos and execute it even better and get a W out of the day, then that could set us up in the future. Because, yes, you got the Eagles. Then you got the New York Giants, who look absolutely awful in the battle for New York and the Big Apple. You have a situation here where you're going to start getting better rapport with your receivers. Garrett Wilson is Garrett Wilson. Okay? He's going to do Wilson things. But you start, you know, I would love to have him. I think any team would love to have him. Oh, He's an yeah. X factor. He's an X factor. But if you start throwing in Conklin, if he makes that grab in the end zone, again, the game is different, but you're seeing more opportunities for Conklin. Mm-hmm. You get Lazard in the end zone. Cobb was even sprinkled into the mix a little bit on Sunday. Yeah. Rucker, your other tight end has been utilized very I well. I love me some Jeremy Rucker. You know, you have some opportunities and some depth pieces for Wilson to use. And this is all talking about passing game. We've been talking about how Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook need to be used more. Right. They were used a little bit on Sunday night, but it wasn't to the level that maybe we should see them being used to open up that passing game. Again, you utilize that run game to open up the passing game, relieve some of the pressure off of Zach Wilson. And if that relieving of the pressure equates to a performance like this, you're definitely going to take this. Now, maybe – did having Aaron Rodgers in the building have something to do with it? He wasn't going to let his mentor it down at that did. point. It absolutely did. Right. You know, and I know all the talk leading up to the game, again, with Swifty Nation and the whole Kelsey situation that made me want to vomit. Um, You know, all the negative talk. You know, the Chiefs laughing, saying, you know, there's no film to look at. Joe Namath going ape shit on Zach Wilson's behind. You know, there was a lot riding on this I'm game. I'm guilty think, of it, too. <laughs> you know, I think you're in a scenario where it was almost like, regardless if we win or lose, I got to prove something here. Mm-hmm. And he did. And I think he got the respect of his team back, especially Absolutely. the offense and more so, I think, the defense. The defense. Yep. 
was yeah. really, you know, put some respect on Zach Wilson's name. Maybe not Aaron Rodgers' respect, but start giving him some credit for trying to fill into a situation that he was not nearly thinking was going to happen this year. You know, we're right. still talking about Aaron Rodgers should be the quarterback. Who would have thought his Achilles was going to blow up like a Macy's Thanksgiving Day balloon? <laughs> and, and now <laughs> but, he's walking. Go yeah, figure. who knew? So it's it, it, uncharted territory. I'll say that. Absolutely. Yeah. And not only is it the Aaron Rodgers effect, check out these numbers. And this is off uh, – I got this off of X from uh, Seth Walder. And this is quote for quote, uh, uh, um, word for word for the tweet, from the tweet. A positive for the Jets, their pass block win rate has improved each week. Week one, 30%. Mm-hmm. Week two, 35%. Week three, 50%. Week four, this past Sunday night, 68%. League average is 56%. They were giving that boy some time to throw the ball, and he was seeing the field. So that's I the mean, difference. Yeah, that's big time difference. And f- and, and it and real quick, I'll let yeah. you, I'll let you get in there, Dominic. Yeah, it go for further it. proves that these guys in the trenches, both defense and offensively need more than just training camp in the offseason to really get acclimated. I mean, they need literally almost a full month into the season to really get things going, and it's showing, and this Jets offensive line is coming together, baby. Yeah. Proud of you, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, sorry, Don, go ahead. No, no, the only thing I was going to say is when you go to week one, when you take a hit in the chops, it's going to feel different, especially if some of the guys haven't been playing preseason with the normal guys on the line. Yeah. There's a lot of fill-in guys, so it's going to feel a little bit different. Sure. It takes four weeks, and now that we've eclipsed the four-week mark, where everybody now starts to feel comfortable with who's next to them, the offense or the defense, whichever side of the ball is on, and just taking a hard lick. Mm-hmm. Preseason, you you know how preseason goes, boys. You're going to get a couple of hits, but you're it's kind of glorified flag two-hand touch football. In Absolutely. Preseason. And the Jets don't really play their offensive alignment in the preseason under Robert Sala. No. And, so. You know, yeah, and it was kind of like the perfect storm, unfortunately, for the Jets. Because when you consider, uh, you know, we couldn't put together uh, a healthy offensive line throughout the offseason. Somebody was always out. Uh, so that rapport, you know, uh, that that gelling was not there. And then on top of that, you go through some gauntlet defenses. Yeah. You know, you got you got the Buffalo Bills. There are no slouches. No. You got the Cowboys. No slouches. No slouch at all. You got the the Patriots. Their defensive line. No slouches. Judon. I mean, they 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 can they play pretty well. Sure. Uh, and so you're 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 trying to gel while going up against these these high powered defensive lines. Great it's the perfect point. storm. Great it's the perfect point. storm for this. And now you see kind of what was what's been going on. Yep. But through adversity, they have they they have gelled together. They're starting to gel more and more together. Zach's getting more time. He's getting more confidence. And then you can see what the results were in that game. We didn't win it, but but we can see the silver lining. Well I have a question for both of you because as an outside Jets fan this year. You can put the crown on my head as the glorified outsider here. <laughs> Sunday night football did a really good job. And we talked about giving time to Zach Wilson in the pocket. Mm-hmm. And he said one of the most times to throw the ball so far to start the year. They showed and did stats on, he was actually better at completing passes 
under two and a half seconds on Sunday night against the Chiefs than having more time in the pocket. So for both of you, would you like to see him again? The O-line is doing their job. Absolutely. So whatever they do, keep doing you. Mm -hmm. Would you rather see Zach Wilson take that and get the ball out in two and a half seconds or let him read through his entire progression chart and go over the two and a half second mark and find the best option or be a little bit quicker on the on the trick? Because Sunday, it was less is more for him. In the weeks mm-hmm. before, it was like, we need more and more and more to get more out of it. was a very opposite kind of game that we weren't expecting. Go ahead, Brian. I'll let you go take a shot at this first. Yeah, so that's a good question. I, I really think that it has to be kind of a mixed bag, mm-hmm. you know, with him. Because you don't know, you may go up against defenses or a defensive line that don't that doesn't give you, uh, you know, time to have your reads. So you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. You got to. You got constantly teams, you know, stacking the box, forcing Zach to throw the ball. You know, shutting our run game down. So with that, I think it's gonna kind of we gotta have to take the what the defense gives us. And to your point earlier about. The, the the lack of running uh for Brees uh and 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 Dalvin and Michael Carter. I, I think the the game, the way the game played out, uh we had to throw it. At, you know, towards the end, we had to throw it. So we couldn't really run it like we wanted to uh-huh. because of kind of how the momentum was going in the game. It it shifted so much in that game. Right. But that's to the point again, you know, to answer your question, um I think it's going to have to be a mixed bag. We're going to have to see kind of what the defense is throwing at us, take what the defense gives us, and adjust from there. Um, and, you know, I think both can be both can be successful uh, for, for, for Zach. I think if he can get the ball out with the two and a half seconds, we have the receivers to do that, to get open. You saw how many targets. Garrett Wilson, 14 targets. I was talking to a friend of mine, um, Kelsey, yeah, how Kelsey is always open, mm-hmm. but Gary Wilson's the same way. Gary Wilson's always open. Yep. So that two that two and a half seconds, boom, boom, boom. Always look for him. Throw the ball to your playmakers, and and let them do the rest. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. You know, kind of a mixed bag setup. You know, try to run the ball to set up the play action. Um, but yeah, if he can get it out in that two and a half seconds, by all means, get it out, man, and get it to your best receiver. Get it to the guy, you know. I always say one on one, Garrett Wilson's—he's open. Just throw it up to him, man. Let him do the rest, you know. I always say, if the DB makes a play, then he made a damn good play on Garrett Wilson, because Garrett Wilson's that damn good. Yeah. So, but I yeah. mean, I would like to see him continue to, you know, throw it on first down, because uh, I think I think that was pretty successful, and I think you can. I think. I think you can do that against the Denver D. So I will. I while and I like less predictable too. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely. So again, I, I really want to see him continue. You know, coaching to his strengths, but you know, set him set him up to be successful. Don't set him up to fail. I mean, there's if he doesn't need to throw it, you know, 35, 40 times, then don't do it. You know, if, if we go into Denver and, and the run game just seems to be just the dagger in Denver's heart, then run the hell out of the ball. Yeah. Set up the play action. Have Zach throw it 20, 22 times. You know, maybe he gets you a couple of tutties. But, you know, 
you just you do it's, it's like you said whatever the defense dictates that's that's what you attack so and, and you know that's a good point that you bring out Randy because I was thinking about the game Sunday night and you know I was watching how our you know the momentum kept shifting in that game and we needed every bit of momentum that we could get right absolutely so when you look at how we ended the first half and how we started the second half with that unbelievable drive by Zach Wilson. And then the defense is pumped up after we score. And then we tie it up. The defense gets on the field. They stop, they stop the chiefs three and out. We get the ball back. I, I felt like that was the perfect opportunity to slow the game down mm-hmm. and run the ball. Sure. And keep the momentum on our side. But what do we do? We got a little cute. Yeah. And we threw three straight times and it was a three and out. Yeah. And then the momentum shifted again. Yeah, I think they knew we were gonna be throwing the ball there. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's one of those situations where it's like you wanna be cute in that scenario and be like, look at us, we just took down Mahomes and the Chiefs on Sunday night with all odds against us. And I think maybe Sala, if he could do it again, maybe would backpedal a little bit, try to run on first sure. down, kind of do the prototypical run on first, pass on second, and then whatever happens on third, do your thing. But we have to remember, again, Zach Wilson is not Aaron Rodgers. And Randy mm-hmm. and I, we, we were chatting about this just a little while ago before we hit record about the term system quarterback. Right. And we were talking about it with Niners quarterback Brock Purdy in mind, but this could kind of filter into Zach Wilson a little bit. The same system, and I know Randy and I do not like the term system quarterback. We don't like it. To me, it's the coaching staff will plan around the talents that your quarterback has. That doesn't necessarily make it a system. Was Tom Brady a system quarterback at New England? And I know New England's a tough subject for Jet fans, but they played to his strengths. Peyton Manning, the Colts and Broncos played to his strengths. They didn't try to make them something that they weren't. Everything was built around those guys. So the plan in motion with Hackett and Sala going in and figuring out this is Aaron Rodgers, this is what he's going to do. You can't expect Zach Wilson to just slide on in to Aaron Rodgers' situation and ask him, see what Rodgers did? Do it. Yeah. That That's asking, even if Zach Wilson could do it, that's asking a lot of a kid to do and fill those shoes literally five plays into the regular season. Yeah. yeah. No way. So when you're looking at it, and again, I use the term loosely, system quarterback here, you have to, now that we have, I would say, three full games of Zach Wilson on tape, and this one was the best of the three. Absolutely. You have something to work with now and figure out, okay, out of the three games, this is what worked. This is what clearly didn't work. And like we said already, to Brandon's point, all three phenomenal defensive lines and defenses. Dallas has been rock solid this year. New England is New England. And the Chiefs D-line was pretty good. Maybe not, maybe the less of the three, but still very good. Sure. You have three good defenses on tape against Zach Wilson. Let's learn from it. Don't, don't, don't get cute against Denver and think less of them, even though they beat, even though they beat the lonely bears, Mm -hmm. go it, go punch him in the mouth first quarter. And like that end of first half start of second half, that's what they got to play all four quarters. If you have that mentality for four quarters, this team can compete. Because especially, and I and we've talked about this all the time, Randy. 
my first, the thing that I fell in love with the Jets this season was their defense. I'm a very yeah. defensive mindset guy, and that's where Salah's roots are. Mm-hmm. This defense, I, and I'll be honest, I might be poking the bear here. I don't think the Chiefs are as good as a lot of people think they are. They can be beat. Oh, yeah. They can, they be, can beat. be beat. They Detroit beat, been them. beat. They Yeah, Detroit beat them. The two games that they got W's in were not that great of quality of teams. And the Jets, you know, had their opportunities, probably should have won. And we'll get to the ref part of it. But the Chiefs are beatable. So that's, you know, think of that in that mindset of what defense they've been playing, the whole system ideal. And there's things you can pluck that can really work in the future for this Jets team as soon as this week. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you guys seen this as we continue with Zach here. Um, we're actually getting ready to finish up on Zach Wilson here, but I do want to, before I get into this stat, which I, like I said, everybody's pretty much seen, I want to take the time to say that I appreciate a lot of people who have stuck up for Zach, you know, even somebody who's pretty much bashed him, you know, and eaten crow on this kid right now. I appreciate the professionals in this goddamn league. Micah Parsons from Dallas. Chris Jones during his interview while talking to that trash ass Rodney Harrison, taking the high road, you know, treating Zach like a freaking professional because that's what he is. He's still a professional football player. He's within the brotherhood. Yeah. And a human being. And he's within the brotherhood of the NFL. And you still are Rodney Harrison, you trash bag, son of a bitch. And you're sitting there calling this kid. You're a grown ass fucking. I'm 40. I'm 40. You remember that shit? Well, guess if he's a kid, dude, he's still a fucking kid. You don't call another kid a grown man a idiot garbage on fucking TV. You are a fucking piece of shit. You are a garbage human being. You always have been and you always will be, you shitbag. Anyways, I apologize for that. It needed to be said, though. Yeah. Even I knew that was bad. It's like, <laughs> I, I get You just immediate- don't do that. You don't even conduct interviews like that professionally in the media had a great night you yeah, don't do yeah. That in the media i know how the media and we all know in sports media how they like to pick piece twist everything to get a reaction we saw it the last couple of weeks with the chicago bears and justin fields and now chase claypool and all yeah. the bear struggles and how everything's being ripped apart yep and then everything leading up to this game was zach wilson getting ripped apart we've already talked about we don't need to repeat it but to actually go out after you have something visually in front of you and this was not chiefs beat the jets 40 to nothing not at all and zach wilson was benched in the second quarter for boyle like mac jones that was nothing you could have said even if from as a media member's perspective if harrison said he had a subpar game okay i would be i would take that over Garbage, sure. Because guard, you're you're just now you're demeaning a guy. Yeah, like, he just didn't want to. He just didn't want to. He didn't want to eat the crow and be like, okay, I was wrong. The guy showed me. He showed us up. Showed everybody up and quieted everybody. Yeah, just just be humble. You know, bitch. be humble about it and just yeah. say, yeah. Did he have his best game of of his career? No, but did he keep the Jets alive in this game way closer than we thought this game would be? Absolutely. He's such a typical. I would player. venture to say he's had the that was the best game of his career. It definitely was absolutely without question. Done. Yeah, yeah, without yeah. question, in my opinion. Yeah, after watching him, uh, that that is the best game, just from all all levels. Yeah, just you know, 
seeing him play. It was like a Not light bulb went receivers. On. You know, I yeah, I, yeah, it's unfortunate, uh, and I think Chris Jones. Much kudos to him Absolutely. for 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 not falling for the trap, not falling for the bait. Uh, he was trying to rope him into something, into saying something disparaging about uh, about Zach. He wasn't going to let him do that. And, and and Michael Parsons to back him up like that too. Uh, much respect uh, for him. Uh, to him, excuse me. And shame um, on the well asshole. I forget, is that Collinsworth's son, the, the other host, and, and Tony oh, Dungy yeah. for sitting there laughing? Trash. Yeah. Trash. Yeah. That's, that's all. Nobody even cares about Tony Dungy anymore. Just that, that's right all me. Sunset, old man. That's all that's media. All media. media yeah. clicks oh, and viewership at the end of the day. Come on, look at, look at his dad, Chris Collinsworth, in the booth. Oh. Mahomes throws three picks on, on every pick. It's wow, the footwork and the arm. It just, you know, the receiver didn't do his job. It's like, uh, yeah. You know, the defensive back and secondary for the Jets did something right, too. And I'll, and Think I'll about say it like this, too. Two two of the top QBs in the AFC had two of their worst games of the season against the Jets' defense. Yeah, they did. Think about it. Yep. Josh Allen. Yep. Yep. Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Matt Jones, he sucks. So, I'm Patrick, not really – Patrick Mahomes Patrick yeah, he didn't really have, have a good game interceptions. Either. No, and in two in two weeks yeah. you're going to have the opportunity to go after Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. And even if yeah. the Eagles win that game, if you limit Hurts, you can have that conversation now where Allen, Mahomes, and Hurts, who are probably three of the top five quarterbacks in the league, mm-hmm. not just fantasy but just legit stat-based, who's going to say anything against the Jets' defense at that point? Yeah. Anybody who says anything about, oh, well, these quarterbacks, they, they just thrive under, you know, whatever excuse they want to use. It's like, if you're going to say that, in the same breath, give the Jets some credit of limiting, maybe not stopping, but limiting. Because look at Tunga Vailoa. You mm-hmm. stop him, everybody's going to, all they're going to talk about is, look at what he did against Denver and the 70-point brigade and this, this. It's just like, Okay, and that was three, four, five, six weeks ago. We're playing in the now, right? In present time, who yep. cares what you did for me yesterday? What can you do for me today? Yeah, they got cool. Now, now what I will week. say though, what I will say is that we we have to, you know, the Jets defense has to stop starting off so slow. Absolutely. We we spotted we you know we spotted them seventeen points. Sure did. Busted coverages, whatever. Uh, you know, I, I just we can't start off games like that. Yep. Because we're already in the hole. Absolutely. 17 points, and we gotta Absolutely. climb out of that. Don't put you know, something so else that's on the Zach. One thing I will say. That's the one don't, thing I will say about the defense. Yep. Don't put any don't put more work on Zach Absolutely. Wilson's plate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And I will say this before we move on from Zach, as far as Rodney Harrison goes, when he had that little bullshit comment in the pregame about oh i was watching him out of here and he was missing wide open guys on seven on seven bullshit you're fucking lying i don't believe you screw you and you know what to that tune before we finish up zach wilson is the only quarterback to ever have fewer interceptions and more completion passing yards and touchdown passes in a game against mahomes in a mahomes start college or pro and that's over 120 starts yeah congratulations zach wilson just son of a bitch wow but wait, but Mahomes is, you know, the greatest of all, you know, right? as the, you know, as the media, you know, let's be, as I said a, a little while ago about the Chiefs as a whole, let's be real. Mahomes hasn't been all that great this year as well. Right. And I'm not trying to poke the bear because as soon as I say that, watch them rattle off like 10 in a row and look like magic. again. <laughs> but 
Kelsey was hurt. Him and Kelsey aren't having quite the same connection. He hasn't been way off the page like he's normally been in the past. He's working with a very limited JV-style wide receiving core. Sure. He he used Pacheco the most. Mm-hmm. And if you minus that Pacheco touchdown run to make it 7-0 in the first quarter where the first quarter. they immediately pan to Taylor Swift as if she's on the headset making the play calls, it's like you take that touchdown out of the mix – and let's say it was just three points. Again, are the Chiefs as good as they think they are? I think that a little. A lot of people are resting on their laurels about them about oh they're two time champions and this a little this Super this. Bowl hangover maybe. They got a tougher schedule as the as the weeks go on. Mm-hmm. So talk to me back when we get to week ten after their buy and passed to see what type of team this is. But again, they remind me a lot of the Patriots in Brady's early days of. They look kind of whatever, but they're that second half team that kind of runs away with it, and you never can count them out of a game because you know it's Mahomes and Kelsey. It's the, it's just like okay, you know, there's other teams in the league, other quarterbacks in the league, other tight ends in the league that do things that they do, but you're just so mesmerized as if you know they're God's gift. Like, right, well, know. that's I mean that comes with winning Super Bowls, so. <laughs> That is the, that is the one that is the one drawback. That, is, that it is the one. That is the one. All yeah. right, so we're gonna go ahead and move on to reviewing the Jets game. I mean, we, we've touched on it quite a bit, but um, I don't. And I'll say what uh what I have down here. I don't really have a whole lot to say. Doesn't seem, but um, and then I'll pass it over to um to Brandon. We'll go to Dom uh, to review the game. But this is basically what I got. The Jets could have easily won this game. Yep. Now I'm I'm basically looking at the missed field goal and the easy drop touchdown pass by Conklin in the end zone. That's not even I'm not even talking the the the, the six inches it was slide off to Garrett Wilson in the in the corner of the end zone. Now at that point, if he makes that catch and you add in the drop touchdown. Conklin makes that catch. We make that field goal. It's 37-23. But we could have easily won this game 30-23. to And I got here. It just seemed like the Jets were in sink or swim mode and basically took the shackles off Zach. Hackett opened uh, – he opened up the playbook. He gave us more creative game plan with a few trick plays. And I'm telling you, now, why those didn't work, dude, seeing trick plays, I mean, it don't stop. Keep, keep them coming. I mean, I mean, it keeps the defense honest. I mean, I love seeing shit like that, and I don't know why the Jets don't do more shit like that. But overall, it was nice to see Zach trust himself, you know, his instincts, his teammates. Um, I think we saw a light bulb go off on Sunday night for Zach. You know, him being able to hit those deep shots, you know, backed up with the defense, you know, you know, open, or uh, excuse me, the offense opened up the running lanes a little bit there for like Brees Hall in that 40-yard run. That was awesome. I love, you know, it's that guy in open – territory you know if these guys could block a little better you know when it, once he gets to the third level i mean conklin's over there tripping over cast for the ghost i'm like dude what what are you what tripping over your damn own ankles bro like come on man stay upright block and let that get that let that kid get in the end zone um i also got right here um going into denver is zach is able to sustain that type of play and, and i and i posted this by the way the ints are going to be there I, I believe he's just got that gunslinger mentality. You know, I'm talking 10 to 15 a year, possibly 20 on a down year. But I'm not too worried about that because if that kid, if he could do what he did on Sunday night, 
almost every game, I'm talking two, sometimes three touchdowns a game. You're talking 30, 35, 40 tutties a year, dude. I mean, I'll take that. I mean, you just he might have he might have to be one of those guys where you take the bad with the great. And you know who that reminds me of? Brett Favre, man. This kid has a he could be the the modern day Brett Favre. What do you guys think? Brandon, what do you think, man? Uh well, uh, I I'll, I'll I'll go to the game first. I uh this was a game again, as I touched on earlier. You can't you can't spot a team like this seventeen points. Absolutely, uh, you just can't do it. Uh, I thought it was going to be one of those nights where we just get embarrassed on national TV. Yeah, uh, I'm glad I was wrong. Yeah, absolutely, I, me too. Because <laughs> I had that feeling, man. I, you just, I was like, uh, I'm, I'm glad we're not the New York team getting embarrassed on uh, on uh, on national TV. But to to to, to uh, touch on your point about giving up yeah. seventeen points, I mean, for a second there, it started feeling like one of those forty-five to three type primetime games. It did, man. I was like, oh, here we go. But go ahead. It did. I was like, man, I'm about to start watching something else. But <laughs> <laughs> but, but what what uh, I appreciate is that we settled down, mm-hmm. defense settled down, and if you look at second quarter and for the rest of the game, only allowed six points for the rest yep. of the game. Yep, sure did. To the champs. That's impressive. Um, There's not much I can say about anything else as far as, like I already touched on the game plan after after we scored the touchdown um, and tied the game up, how we need to keep that momentum going, keep their offense off the field. Three pass plays I thought was too cute. Yeah, We should have ran the ball, mixed it up a little bit. At that point, run the ball. Mm-hmm. Keep their offense off the field. The defense just the defense is high powered. They're ready. They just stopped them three and out. And then you know, I I played a lot of sports growing up, um, and I've never liked officials, referees. I don't blame you, dude. Same here. I don't like to blame them. What I saw, I don't like them. <laughs> what I saw Sunday night. What was was so egregious to me, the the missed calls, embarrassing, embarrassing. The missed calls, the calls that were actually made, the inevitable man down the field, which was bogus. Yeah. The 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 uh, the intentional grounding not being called. Right. Ridiculous. He was the receiver was nowhere near there. Then you have the the holding call on Sauce. That ultimately ended our game. Of course, that flag doesn't night. that flag doesn't come out until after the ball's picked. After off. five we ran seconds. the ball five plus yeah. yards before yeah. forward progress. Five to ten seconds after the so-called hold happened, the, and, and called it, grabbed the, it gets the Michael Mark Carter gets the interception, and then he throws the flag out. Yeah, I mean, you can't get more blatant than that. I mean, more so obvious, obvious. Yeah. than that. Something's up, and I guarantee you we will get an email from the NFL tomorrow well, apologizing to the Jets again for for the missed calls as well as the, the hold call that was made. It was just absolutely atrocious. I, I was losing sleep over 
just just over that because I was just like, how, how do you dick when you don't let don't dictate the game? Yeah, when officials dictate the game, I mean, our team was fighting. The Jets were fighting. Nobody gave us a chance in this game, and we're fighting. It was a great game, and you and you muck it up. By these calls, it just you know, I, I was just disgusted because I was like, "What else do we have to do? What else? I mean, what else do we have to do?" Because nothing seems to just go right or just go in our favor when things seem to be going right. Something always drops off, and we're just like, "Now it's the Jets." You know, that's how it felt. Oh, it's the Jets. You know, that's yeah. what happens. I'm telling you, it's that stupid. And I'll let you get into this, Dominic. Yeah. It's that stupid Swifty effect, man. Because listen to this shit. They increased ticket prices forty three percent and sold yeah. them out. Yeah. Oh, did you see Dude, Woody Johnson's I'm picture on IG? I got, I got. What was that? Did you see Woody Johnson's picture on IG with his son hugging Taylor Swift, saying that we're Swifties? Oh yeah, that's embarrassing. Woody Johnson, what are you doing? That's embarrassing after a loss too. <laughs> That was all because I yeah. can't at that point you just I can't I can't do that. That's that's where I draw a line. That's just I, me personally. I got a personal take here. It says I got a feeling any team playing the Chiefs going forward are probably gonna have to deal with that bullshit, especially on prime time. Oh. It won't just be the Jets. Oh no, it'll be everybody in that scenario because you damn well know. Taylor Swift is going to be at every Chiefs game now. Yeah. It just happened to work out that she went last week against the Bears. It was a home game. And then it just, the way the schedule worked out, it was Sunday night football. If it was Jets versus Chiefs, Mahomes versus Rodgers, she was going to be there. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, it was going to be one of those scenarios. So I, for, I forget where the Chiefs are this week. I know we'll get into it in the picks, and we'll probably mention it in joking manner later. But it's all about her now. I'm sorry. Whenever you turn on the Chiefs, even if it's Chiefs versus Bears, Chiefs against Packers, Chiefs against, you know, the Bills, it's going to be the Taylor Swift show. And we now have to succumb to that fact because the media is what the media does. Did I you see like the NFL's Twitter page? Yeah, it was all about her. Oh, who cares? Zach Wilson or even Mahomes. Bitch don't even know what football is probably. <laughs> Mahomes could have had a historic night. Any quarterback, any player on Sunday night football against the Chiefs or for the Chiefs, excluding Travis Kelsey, could have had a career night. Let's say Mahomes had six touchdown passes and 600 yards throwing. She overshadows him. Absolutely. That's insanity to me. But, she overshadowed Aaron Rodgers being back in the building. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But when you look at that and then you throw on, because, you know, I, I, I'm this way. I like my sports without politics and I like my sports Absolutely. without celebrities. I like my sports yeah. being sports cuz that's my outlet to a lot of things. And something, have... and something and I'm going to be real fucking honest with you. Something smells real political about all this bullshit. And that's all I'm saying. Two uh, uh two words. PR stunt. Yeah. Yep. PR stunt. Look at all the commercials. Oh. Between the two of them. Yep. And it's the Kelsey's podcast is number 1 yeah. in America in the yep. world, I think. And oh, and her movie comes out October 13th. Oh, she's got a movie coming out? Her tour is going to be a movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like so why do, why do you think you saw her tour trailer for the movie in theaters like five times on Sunday night? Yeah. but That's what that was? 
disregarding the Swifty Nation over there. From what I saw from the Jets, and I've said it already about Zach Wilson, I won't reiterate it. I think there's positivity to go around. No doubt about it. The one thing, and this is coming as a Niner fan who gets a lot of this, especially with McCaffrey as running back, and even when we use Debo Samuel as the, as the shadow back, mm-hmm. we have a lot of wide receivers that block extremely well down the field. You know, we have five guys on the O-line. It feels like we have eight because Kittle's on the line. Jawan Jennings is on the line. Use check. Our fullback is used. And it just creates so many open holes right at the line. And they follow. If it's Purdy running, Debo, whoever's running, it follows. Trent Williams, all pro left tackle. He's 10 yards down the field and he's hustling his bustle off. So I think on that 40-yard run by Brees Hall, if there was one or two extra guys leading that block in the way, I don't know if it's play design or just the way the blocking and situationally it happened. If he had one or two extra guys properly placed, he's gone. He's to the running. He's yeah. gone. He has that talent. Dalvin cooks the same way. And that's no shot to Dalvin. Just Brees had the ball in his hand at that time. So I think if you cleaned up that, I'll call it on this one, maybe play design. If you have extra blockers just going up, and even though if it's a wide receiver, you're kind of giving away to the defense, hey, this is going to be a run play, you can X that out. If you block and create that gap properly, they could know all day long it's a run. If you execute it, Brees Hall is gone. Absolutely, His speed, his agility, he's gone. So I think cleaning up that part might even open up the running game a little more. You clean up some of your blocks and your runs not just from the O-line, just from the ancillary parts of the wide receivers and tight ends. Mm-hmm. And I think you got something to work with there. Overall, with the referees, this is a game, and these are the plays, where the conspiracy, conspiracy theorists come out. Yep. The Sauce Gardner play, that's bad. Mm-hmm. But the one, number, um, number 11 for Jermaine the Jets, Johnson. Jermaine Johnson is just getting – ripped to shreds that old bear hug basically that old lineman i think wanted to take up you know he wanted to get him naked and take him to bed i'm guessing this guy is everywhere ripping and you you see johnson he's not he has both hands off and he's literally slapping this shit yeah slapping the chief's guy's top of the head like hello i got nowhere to go and he's like pulling him up as if he's like a little kid like Give me your lunch money. And the ref's right there, dude. And he's looking right at Mahomes, and it's right in that viewpoint. It's like, dude, that's that was on third down. Third down, yeah, it should have been. It should have been what third and thirty-two at that point. Yeah, third and thirty-two at that point. So when you have that call, you top it off with Sauce Gardner, the intentional grounding, which I think was a borderline call. But when you look initially live action, I'm like, probably not. But when they show slow mo and Pacheco's running out. There's at least five yards of gap, and Pacheco, by the time the ball hits the ground, he's just starting to turn his head, which is, to me, he's the emergency check down, like, well, it's been about seven seconds. Maybe I should look and see what happened in the Mahomes. Yeah. Like, that's that's so emergency-based. So, if I'm, Zach threw that, it would have been a call. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I am a notorious, you know, 
I'm 5'9", 140 pounds. I am by no means an offensive or defensive lineman in my era. Okay, but I'm a stickler for holding. You could do it, though. You could do they, it. They, <laughs> if I, can I have, like, Nick Bosa, like, Elijah Vera Tucker? Like, give me some good people and just make me look pretty. I'm happy. But, like, I'm, I'm used to this with Nick Bosa. You see, and last year, I, I'm, I'm bringing up old news, but here we go. Niners-Eagles-NFC title game. Half of the Eagles' old line is stepping off early just to get better angle on Bosa because of his agility. And you see him half the time. They're going up from the pectorals and just lifting and turning. It's like, I thought the letter of the law was you can, you know, tackle. But the moment you start to curl your hands or whatever, or just here's something even more blatant. Oh, Absolutely. That's yeah. a hold. Yeah. So I, I'm privy to that with Nick Bosa and the way our D-line plays aggressively. O-lines are just like, oh, shit, we got to do this. So seeing that again, and of course it's the Chiefs that are getting the beneficiary of these calls. It's like, I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that. So I'm not really shocked at the end of the day. But again, this is a game, and these are the moments where these conspiracy theorists come out and say, this is for Vegas. How can Mahomes lose and Kelsey lose on Sunday night football with Taylor Swift, Mahomes' wife, the celebrities in the house? It just can't be. Why would we? And you would think in the media or just football gods or whatever mentality this is, you would want that to happen. Because people are going to be betting Chiefs win, Chiefs win, Chiefs win. Shouldn't you maybe go contrarian a little bit and be like, Oh yeah, that is a penalty, and let's yep. let's knock Mahomes because wouldn't the greater story in the uh, a Chiefs documentary be like they got battened down, and they lost two of their first four games, and then they ascended to a championship rather than <laughs> they lost game one, barely made it through the rest of the season. Oh, and then won. Don't you want that epitome <laughs> of like a you know all all glory moment? Like, come on, like I'm trying to. It's just I'm just sitting there at in front of my TV. I'm just like. Head, you know, the atypical. <laughs> what the? Like, I'll say this. I feel bad. I, I think, feel bad. It's awful. I think the Jets, in some instances, were playing a little scared because of the refs. And yes. one of those instances was that DJ Reed moment where he's going like 100 miles an hour down the <laughs> field, straight towards Patrick Mahomes and just lets up. Because well, I guarantee you, if he would have just, as soon as he would have touched Patrick, Patrick would have let the, the ball go real quick, and they would have called that fucking rough in the passer, dude. Well, you're right, and and Jermaine Johnson alluded to that as well when when he was being held for ten seconds. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and he yeah. said he didn't want to do a move. two plays in that time. <laughs> yeah, he said he didn't want to do a move that would look like a personal foul. He didn't want right. to get called for it because he already got called for one yep. earlier in the game. Another one would have taken him out of the game. Mm-hmm. So he just let the dude. He tried to signal to the ref so that the ref could see, you know, I'm being held, dude. It's been 20 seconds. Like, I'm right. You're standing right there. How do you not call that? But the ball. Honestly, let me tell you this. Yeah. They call that. Then, then the holding call never happens. Right. Correct. It's it never happens. It's one thing after off another. The field. Yeah. Yep. Because it was on third down. Yeah. So if you look at it, and on the flip side of things, the Chiefs O lineman, he had the balls to do that. He had the balls to hold Johnson and still get away with it. So he's probably looking and going into the tape room this week. Well, if I fucking do it again, they're not going to call it. Let's do it every play now. 
Like he had the like that's the you fun thing. That's the yeah. hilarious thing about penalties in the league. If it's face mask, holding, at least I'll just go off those two. It's like if you're gonna face mask a guy nine times out of ten, you know you did it. Yeah. You know you did it. Unless it's a big pile up and you're you know, whatever. And you're looking at the ref like I didn't do it. It's like it was you and Casper the Ghost. Who are we gonna <laughs> call the penalty on? It's like sometimes these players can be weird about it. It's like the Chiefs had the balls to do it, and they did it, got away with it, and watch in future it happen again, and it'll be a-okay. Yeah. yeah. So I feel for Jets fans. I've had it before as a Niner, and like I said, I'm a stickler for holding calls. That's my main focus until the quarterback drops back and throws. I'm looking, and there's a lot in throughout the league that doesn't get called holding base-wise. Mm. And again, it's those – judgment calls and Randy and I, we talk about it all the time with baseball and the automatic, you know, automated strike zone. You can't really have an automated penalty call in football. That's just not how it works. Right. But it's almost like, what is a catch? Now we're going to start talking about what is a hold. Yep. We're getting into well, some I'm dangerous thinking, territory here. Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, put something in place where these calls can be challenged. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause you can't I, challenge I think, penalties. Huh? You can't challenge penalties in this. Right. Way. So I'm just like, they're, they're, they're making too many, too many crucial calls. Think about it like this. How many teams or how many coaches may have lost their jobs off of a bad call? Yeah. How many players may have lost money <laughs> because yep. of bad calls? Yep. It's a trickle down effect. Yep. So, so I, I really feel as though they should look into this. And and maybe put something in place where calls can be challenged. Absolutely agree. Would you guys I mean, be in favor of? I know each coach has the coaches challenge, and there's booth review and everything else. Mm-hmm. But you have like an I don't want to call it extra credit challenge, but there's a like a ultimate challenge. You get one per game, regardless if you win the challenge or lose it. Mm-hmm. One time throughout the whole game, you can challenge absolutely anything. A whole a time clock issue, a spot, a ball spottage, anything that's not challengeable, you have one time per game, maybe in a crucial moment, like maybe fourth quarter or something, that you can change the trajectory of a game. You get one of those a game. If you use it, great. If you don't, great. But I'm pretty sure if the Jets had that and this was a league-wide thing, Salah's throwing that challenge flag. You're going to get the holding call. No question. If if you don't get the call, they're like, oh, no, that's a clean play. You know, that could be something else. But unfortunately, we saw what happened when you could challenge pass interference a couple years ago. And that got shut down immediately. Yeah. So I know the NFL is not going to be receptive to any idea like that. But Right. No, I'd be on board for something like that. You know. I, I don't think I would have threw it on the Jermaine Johnson one, to, to be honest with you. Because they threw they threw the, they threw a flag on that play, but it was in the fucking secondary, and it it was it was it was it was a good flag. But I mean, fact, at the very least, it would, they would cancel the the the, the penalties would offset. Yeah, that's why Correct. I said I wouldn't have challenged yeah. that one. I would have challenged the fucking interception on the hold on Sauce Gardner because that would have fucking changed right. the momentum of the game. Yeah. Gave us the They're ball. hand fighting. They're yeah. hand fighting and jockeying yeah. for inside position. Yeah. And Sauce was just trying to get his arm over. It. He didn't he, even grab him or anything. He was just trying to do and, this thing. Right. It's like, the, get biggest, off. Yeah. the biggest indictment, he didn't impede his progress. Absolutely. Thank you. He didn't yes. impede his progress. Thank you. That's holding. 
Yep. Yep. You hold and, somebody, you're yep. impeding their progress. He Correct. never slowed and, down once. No. Yeah. And in my opinion, that ball, I don't want to say it was completely incatchable, but it was pretty high. It wasn't wide. even, it was, it was, dude, it was literally to us. He was here. The ball was being thrown over here to the sideline. Absolutely. Absolutely. So he wasn't even catchable as far as as far as the Chiefs go. That's two Absolutely. things against that call. Two things. So that's why I would have challenged that play if we had that option. Absolutely. And you, this would might take a little more microscope looking at it. I felt Chiefs receiver. I want to say was it Valdez Scantling? I think was the receiver. I think he was the receiver. I felt he initiated the contact on Sauce Gardner first. Mm-hmm. I, Maybe I'm he wrong. Did. Maybe it was he kind did. of yep. like I felt he ran his route. Sauce said he ran into him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he ran. He wanted to create space. That's what it got him tangled up. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Create contact for offensive pass interference, or you know, it wasn't enough for that. But he still created some sort of jockeying positioning contact contact mm-hmm. to make that route and get prepared. Yep. But when the ball was away, so that's almost three things against what the refs called. You know, sometimes if there's only one thing against it, okay, 50-50. But when you have yeah. three things, again, the conspiracy theorists are are, are, are loving Sunday night football this oh, week. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it's like I said, the fact, the fact that the flag was thrown after the ball was picked and he made a football move and the football no, wasn't anywhere near the receiver, I mean – yeah, awful. Like between it's just, it's that, just, one, that one, that one, and the Jermaine Johnson was just, it was it, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Not yeah. only for the fucking referee crew, but for the league. Yeah. And the fact that all we're getting is a goddamn letter on Wednesday. What a joke! No one was expecting us to be in that game. Hell no. They wanted the media the circus. They league got that. scared. I don't they... trust those damn earpieces. I know the league's in their fucking ear, dude. You know that everybody and their mother outside of Jets fan base wanted that game to be 43 to three. Oh, absolutely. They wanted wanted Jets fans leaving the building. Oh yeah. Like the the Giants last night against Seattle. And the media and everybody wanted justification to jump down Zach's throat as soon as that freaking whistle blew. Absolutely. And that's why they're mad. That's why Rodney Harrison did what he did because they couldn't. Bitch ass motherfuckers couldn't. If you want to do do that, that, if you want to do that and you want to be on the media, go Go watch the Giants play football. Yeah. yeah. They don't deserve yeah, another primetime game. You want to see they a don't joke? Deserve. Go watch right. Danny Dimes throw the they ball. Got, they just He's... hit the hat trick. Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night football. Lost, lost, Demolished. lost, all in blowout fashion. And you got Danny Dimes throwing a cold shoulder to his head coach. Oh, it's a circus over in fucking in the other locker room. But hey, listen, let's shit on the Jets and yep. Zach Wilson after a damn good performance on primetime against the world goddamn champions. Fuck yeah. out of my goddamn drill. Hey, use Jenkins. that use that as leverage. If I, you know, as an outsider Jet fan going into this week against the Broncos and probably the well, probably the rest of the way, but especially against the Eagles when you play the Dolphins. When you play these high-profile matchups, you, you got to find a way to utilize that to your advantage. Absolutely. Just take it and shove it up the gut. Absolutely. And, yeah. and I know Brandon and I will touch on this on our review of the Denver and Jets game on Friday. But I And I know Brandon could probably attest to this. Can we see some Nicole Hardman? I mean, we got this guy to run jet sweeps. I mean, he is 
fast. He was in the doghouse for some reason. Uh, uh, what did he do? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, we just we have not seen him. He he was on the field uh, Sunday night, but he only had like maybe two or three snaps. Uh, I'd like to see and, him and Rucker get more involved, man. You think they would have used Hardman more against his ex team? Yeah, After, yeah. Right. I'm thinking the same thing. That's you just common sense. So, but I I am in favor of Rucker over Conklin right now. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I will I'm, say that I'm in favor. Of well, him. Rucker's a better blocker than Conklin. Absolutely. Conklin may have better hands, slightly. Yeah. Conklin made some great catches. Yeah. I mean, he he made some great catches uh, that night, but. Uh, I would, we're, I good, would, we're having a good problem. It's a good problem. Uh, it's a good problem. Yes. Absolutely. Three tight ends that can catch the ball. Absolutely. Yeah. Good shit, guys. Good shit on that game. Um, we're going to go ahead and move on to our final segment here. And it's the um, week five pickums. All right. So starting off, God, I need this week, man. I, I can't be losing first place. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming for you. <laughs> well, well, it's still early. Brandon and I will take a three-way tie at first, or we'll tie for first, and you can be in the cellar. We don't care. That's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) No, but anyways, oh, it's good shit. Um, Thursday night, a couple days from now, Chicago at the freaking commies. Now, I told you all at the beginning how I'm on the uh, Washington bandwagon. I couldn't do it this week because of Philly. I mean, it's understandable. I'm sure everybody could understand yeah. that. But I'm not picking against Washington <laughs> this week. I mean, they showed up and they showed out. I mean, I thought Brandy was going to steal one from us. Luckily, <laughs> he didn't. Oh, man, I wanted he, that one so bad. He, he would. I don't think he'd let yeah. us hear the end of that one. <laughs> oh no! So, and I don't like Chicago because Chicago's going to be Chicago. They're on the road. I like Washington. I like Washington kind of big here. I'm talking like 31 to 14, dude. No. What do you think, Brandon? Yeah, I think Washington. <clears throat> it's going to be interesting to see how Chicago responds uh, to to that meltdown because mm-hmm. they were up big against Denver, and to lose it like that, it's going to be interesting to see how they respond. But I'm with you there. I think Washington's rolling, and and yeah, they lost the Eagles, but it was tight overtime game. Uh, it could have gone either way. So I think I take Washington big on this one. Okay. Before yeah. I let Dom do his pick, yeah. can I just say how awesome my dog is through all my yelling? <laughs> how he just chills there. That is called oh, yeah. the life of a Jets fan dog. He's yeah. used to that shit. He's like, oh, Dad's just talking about the Jets. So go ahead, yeah. Dom. Yeah. See, he's he has so much energy that he enjoyed the refs on Sunday so much. It's like, <laughs> F this, I'm so done. <laughs> but no, for Thursday night football, the, the commanders open as five and a half point favorites. The thing that I, I'm, I'm taking the commanders. Uh, I'll tell you that right now, first and okay, foremost. Clean sweep for Washington. Cl- clean sweep for Washington. I think this game, a lot of people are going to write this one off the page because it's Bears, commanders. It's not a sexy matchup. Uh-huh. I think it's actually going to be a little more higher scoring because I look at the commanders right now. They gave up 33 points to the Broncos, 37 to the Bills, and 34 to the Eagles. Their defense has not been as spot on and and maybe top 10 as we thought they'd be this season. That's true. And and the Bears at least last week scored a lot of points, and I'm not – you know, the Broncos' defense isn't that great. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to say this game could be low 30s, upper 20s type mentality. 
I think we might see a little higher scoring game than we expect. Give me the commanders in this one. I think Justin Fields, you know, he doesn't have Chase Claypool this week, but he hasn't been with Chase Claypool all year because Chase Claypool is pretty much irrelevant at this point through right. his whole NFL career. He's a head case. Yeah, he, he, you know, there's another one, another one bites the dust. Um, I think it's pretty much going to be the Justin Fields, Cole Komet show. Quarterback tight end situation. Their run game is nothing to speak of. The commanders will knock that one down. It's the passing game that's so knocked no DJ out. Moore? No DJ Moore action? You don't think DJ Moore gets into the mix? I think he gets into the mix to get them down the field, but when you get into the red zone, you yeah. this safety blanket, Cole Komet, two-touchdown yeah. type of night. I think he's got that opportunity at his hip right there. So yeah. close game, give me the commanders. And I think about five and a half points, I think is fair. Like something like third, you know, 31, 27, something okay. in that four, four to six point range. Okay. Yeah. I just don't, I don't have any faith in Justin Fields. Don't like him. Didn't like him in college coming out of college. You know, same thing. I, I kind of looked at him as Zach Wilson. Like, eh. And they're on the road. That's yeah, going to be interesting. The, the bears are on the road. So, so yeah. All right, clean sweep yeah. for Washington. That'll make Sonia happy when she watches this. <laughs> All right, moving on to Sunday. First game, I got Jacksonville at Buffalo. I mean, for me, this was an easy one. Jacksonville on the road in Buffalo. Buffalo's Buffalo. I got Buffalo in this one. I would say somewhere along the lines, 24-14, something like that. What do you think, Dominic? Uh, the one thing about Buffalo, like you said, if this game was in Buffalo – Different story. This is the international series. Jacksonville. Oh, that's right. That's right. Jacksonville. That is correct. Oh, Jack shit. Jacksonville got the short end of the stick. They've had to be in England now for two consecutive weeks. Yeah. Then they're going to go into their bye week. Like, that sucks for Jag fans. Because it's yeah. like, you get one less home game this year. That sucks. That but they're suck. going gonna to be at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in England. Buffalo's going to be the traveling team this week. So I think based on rest, Jacksonville has the edge already being in the time zone, already being prepared. But mm. Buffalo's Buffalo. After the Jets gave them a little defensive whipping that game in week one, Buffalo's been absolutely unstoppable. And they throttled Miami. So, and we, you know, we thought. That was personal. I think that, that was personal. And we thought Miami. we thought that game yeah. was going to be much closer. Like if it was 48 for the Jets, we thought maybe 42 for Miami. No. No, 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 no. Buffalo took it. So I'm going to take Buffalo on this one. They have Buffalo at the moment in the neutral game as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Yep. Jacksonville's been highly inconsistent. I think yeah. Buffalo wins by double digits in this one. What about yeah, you? Yeah, um, I actually think this game is going to be closer than we think. Okay. Um, does Vaughn, Vaughn Miller doesn't come back for this game, does he? I think I, he's back to practicing, but they haven't announced yeah. him back. Yeah, I think I he's still a couple weeks out. Yeah, I, I think for the reasons that you mentioned, um, uh, the rest already acclimated to London. Uh, you know, Buffalo's coming off a big win against uh, against a division opponent. Mm -hmm. uh, that could play on their heads a little bit. Uh, I might be overthinking this a little bit, but I, I, I'm still taking Buffalo on this one. But I think it'll be a lot closer than we think. I, I'm thinking... I'm thinking this would be more like a uh uh maybe like a 28 uh 28 24 type game uh I think or you know something something along those lines yeah. is what I, is what I'm thinking. Right on. So clean sweep for Buffalo. 
Dude, I totally forgot they were over, you know, over in London, man. Totally yeah, because there's another game in a couple weeks in Germany. Yeah. And Literally I want says 9:30 a.m. I that didn't give it away. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, Buffalo just like, you know, if that was like a 9:30 a.m. game like in December in Buffalo, I'd be like, man, you hate the Buffalo Bills at that point. <laughs> or you hate Jacksonville at that yeah. point, man. <laughs> All right. Next game, we got the Houston Texans at the Atlanta Falcons. Um, maybe this is just me drinking the Kool-Aid because of what they did this past weekend, but I'm going with Houston. I think it's I think it'll be a close game. I'm thinking like 21-17, but I don't know. I just – I like Houston in this one, man. What do you think, Brandon? Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to go with Houston, too, in this game. Uh, they they surprised uh, a lot of people, surprising me, and how they yeah. played against the Steelers. Um, we'll see if, if that was more of an indictment on the Steelers or if that was actually the Texans doing their thing. But they're 2-2 two and two for a reason. But I like what they put. I, I like the defense, man. Yeah, me too. Uh, Texas defense has come to play. Yep. Uh, Davis, so, yeah, man, he's I, doing something over there, man. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I'm taking the Texans in this one. Um, and, and I'm thinking this is more like a, uh, yeah, maybe like a 21 17 type of game. Right on. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Anything dumb? Three for three, the hat trick, clean sweep Woo, again. Houston right Texans. On. We're not making any traction in 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 the uh, official standings right now, but a lot to like from the Houston Texans. C.J. Stroud, as I said earlier, I think early early recognition for a rookie of the year candidate. He's offensive easy this week. Yeah, and yeah. I just don't trust Desmond Ritter. You know, I, I don't love, either. You know, B. John Robinson is a stud. He will. He's a stud. He's going to continue to be a stud. But they're not using Drake London. They're not using Kyle Pitts. Yeah, their defense is okay to maybe slightly above average, depending on the week. But that offense at quarterback is extremely anemic. And if you're going to pin all your hopes on a rookie running back who is very good, um, the Texans defense has looked pretty good. And yes, could it have been JJ Watt's retirement ceremony and there was some extra love in the building? <laughs> and their head coach D'Amico Ryan's, who was who the Niners D coordinator the last couple of years. He preaches defense just like Robert Sala. Yep. Yep. It, it's cut from the same cloth as the 49ers, and I see a lot of similar structure in that Texans team like mm-hmm. I see in the 49ers. So yeah. I think by the by the end of uh, – they have the early game, so by Sunday afternoon on the West Coast, no matter ha- what happens with the Colts-Titans, Houston's going to be in f- at least tied for first place. Absolutely. Who yep. would have thought three – potentially three and two record – Houston Texans, so so yeah. good for them. Give them something yeah, to cheer. Good for them, man. And yeah. I remember a lot of people laughing at that hire when they got Demario Davis. Even some Texans fans. And I, and I was, I'm with Dom. I, I looked at it. I'm like, I don't know, man. He's, you know, in San Francisco, he's just like Robert Sala. Like you said, he preaches defense, defense, defense. And he was, you know, he was a good player. He always had a great mentality. And I just personally, I like. I when they when they hired him, I was like, I think that's a good pickup for the Texans. I think I think he's going to completely change the culture there, and he he surely is. I mean, they got themselves a quarterback. That kid is a stud. Yeah, and I that think honestly, stud. And and this is advice for anybody listening that does fantasy football. And I know we don't talk fantasy that much, but this, this is a quick little tidbit. Sure. And this is my advice to Randy because I know you know we've been talking about you've had some struggles the last couple of weeks. Of course, you trade me Calvin Ridley, and he has a better point day than. Michael Pittman Jr., I'm sorry. But if available, 
Nico Collins, wide receiver, Houston Texans, go get him. Yeah. yeah. He, he's a, he's turning into a stud after being like what wide receiver three last year. Yeah. Yep. Nico Collins. Yep. Go get him. All right. So the next all right, so that was a clean sweep for Houston. Man, you guys keep with a clean sweep, man. Just keep <laughs> me in first place. All right. Next on the board, this was an easy pick for me. I don't know how easy it was for you guys, but easy pick. We got Carolina at Detroit. Oh, Detroit. All day. Yeah. And nice. I don't think it's going to be close. I'm talking Detroit like 31-14. Yeah. What do you think, Brandon? Same, man. I got nothing else. <laughs> Dominic? Yeah. Same. You know, the only positive thing about Carolina's defense right now has been their secondary. They've held some good wide receivers to some minimal, sure. you know. That's true. Sure. They've allowed points, so their secondary is good. So, But here's the fun thing. Detroit's got so many options outside of Amon Ross St. Brown. And they're they tight Williams back. Jamison Williams is yes. back. They still have Reynolds. They have uh, Gibbs and Montgomery has been red hot at the running back position. That rookie tight end Laporta has been absolutely yep. great as well. Yep. Too many weapons for Carolina to to figure out. I think it's it's going to be a big scoring game, and it's a Detroit home game. Yep, they've yep. done well at Ford Field. So give me Detroit four for four on the clean sweeps. All right, mm-hmm. all right. Now next game. Now here's a team that I just. I can't get behind, so I'm not picking them this week. But we got Tennessee at Indianapolis. I'm going with Indianapolis. I just can't get behind Tennessee. I got no faith in that team. And I love that they're struggling because they're in the AFC. Um, I like Indy in this one. I think it'll be a little closer because it's a divisional matchup. Um, it is mm. a home game for Indy. But I like somewhere along the line to 24-14 Indianapolis. Dominic, what do you think? I'm Ooh. on the board with you and in, say, Indianapolis. I think – It'll be a very close, even matchup, less than a touchdown. Derrick Henry always rushes well against Indianapolis, so I think he's a huge factor. Um, I like Richardson, quarterback for the Colts. I think if he was healthy the week prior and Minshew didn't start, he and C.J. Stroud are going to be that rookie offensive rookie of the year kind of category. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Puka Nakua for the Rams gets in oh, there as well. Sure, you know, I know we'll, we'll, like we'll get into that when we talk Rams in a, in a little bit down the line, but I think it's a close game. Indianapolis at home. That offensive line scares me for Tennessee. And Ryan, if if Derrick Henry does not play well or rush well, Tennessee doesn't do as well. You know, Tannehill isn't the quarterback that everybody thinks he is. He and Hopkins are still working on their relationship. Um, close game. Indianapolis squeezes this one out. They're going to want a little redemption at home after the Rams walked it off on that touchdown in overtime. So, Give me the Colts. What do you think, Brandon? Yeah, I'm a little on the fence on this one. Uh, If you look at the Titans defense, they're ranked number 12 in the D. Uh, So that's, I mean, that's pretty good when you're considering what they've been dealing with over there. Mm -hmm. Um, And the way King Henry is coming on. It's starting to look pretty good for him, too. He's starting to come on pretty well. I'm leaning towards the Colts uh, because I'm hearing some rumblings that Jonathan Taylor is going to practice. Okay. He may not play this week. Okay. Obviously, because, uh, you know, but I'm hearing he's going to practice and he, you know, it, him and Richardson are going to be something. But yeah, that'll be a huge pickup when he gets healthy. So, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Colts, but I think I, I, in the close one, in the close one, man. And I, I I think it's going to come down to the, you know, the last few drives in the fourth quarter in this game. Okay. I like that. All right. I mean, nice. we're just clean sweeping down the board here. Huh? 
the next one's probably going to be easy. I don't know what's next, but I think it's going to be easy. Okay, well, I got I got those New York joke of a Giants at the Miami oh, Dolphins. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. I got the Dolphins. Track me. This one. Track me. Yeah. Track me. Yeah. yeah. Tyreek. I'm talking 31-10, somewhere along, along the lines right there. Dolphins. Oh. I'm not even scoring the Giants score. I'm not even scoring the score. I'm, I'm, taking mean, it, I'm taking it. You got the Dolphins in this one. How could you not? <laughs> I th- yeah. Painful it is to say. How could you not? <laughs> you I, I want. I want the Giants because obviously, I, I I don't want anyone in our division to win. Right. But the way the Giants have looked, that offensive line is garbage. Yeah. Eleven sacks. Yep. And you're starting quarterback. Head coach, the cold shoulder. Like, don't talk. Yeah. Are, are they going to score? Like, I mean. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; it, it, it warms the cockles of my green little soul. <laughs> the Giants in the disarray that they're in. Not the cockles, not the cockles. Randy, I think you're being too nice. I think 31-14 is too generous. What? I, I think. Wow. I've never been the, told that going that high. The, the Dolphins played a divisional rival last week, and I don't want to say they got their ass blown, but they got embarrassed a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they drop a 40, a 40 point splash. Yeah. And I think this is a get right week yeah. for Tyree kill. The last two weeks, he hasn't quite been himself. He's still doing Tyree kill things, Yeah, he is. but I think it's a week where it's like two touchdowns, 150 receiving yards on eight percent. You know, one of those big fantasy weeks, I think it's giants don't score. If they score 10, they're lucky. I bet right. your punk ass got Tyreek Hill in the fantasy, don't you? You bastard. I... Just in one. I only have him in one of my three <laughs> fantasies. Hey, I have Derrick Henry in two of my three fantasies, so let's go Henry. But... Yeah, I got Henry, too. Yeah. I got Henry in A-Chain. I picked up A-Chain in the other one. Oh, okay. So the Miami running back. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Dolphins. So Dolphins, I, I don't even know what they're favored by. I think they're favored by double digits. They're favored by 11 least, in this game. Wow, that's, I say at yeah. least 10, right? That's yeah, generous. I think that's generous, man. Wow. Generous. I hate the Dolphins. I, I hate talking this positive too. about the Dolphins. Oh, I just bugged you. Me. So we're going to go ahead and move on, even though it's we got to talk we about this Dolphins. trash-ass team. But, yeah, yeah oh, clean sweep for the Dolphins. Right. We got the Saints at those lousy Patriots. Now – I haven't looked into it. Maybe you guys know. I don't know if Derek Carr's playing this week. He played last week. So I, I'm going to say he's probably oh, he, in. He played last week? He played, yes. Okay, okay. Okay, so if, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, and they got um, they got beat up by a good Tampa D. So yeah. they're, they're in New, Foxborough. New England, yeah, it's in Foxborough. I'm going to go. I'm going to stick with my pick. I'm going to go New England here. I think it's going to be close. I'm thinking 21-20 Patriots. What do you think, uh, Brandon? Uh oh. Is it going to be another interdivision pick? I'm going Saints. Ooh. I'm going to go Saints. All right. I feel the like this one's going to bite me. Oppo in. here. I feel like okay. this one's going to bite me in the, in the butt. But... <laughs> well, you still got a chance to change it. <laughs> well, you got till Thursday morning. <laughs> yeah, you got till. <laughs> For... The pages are 30th in points. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and Judon is not playing. Yeah, they have two massive defensive injuries. I did injuries. not know that. 
Judon and he yeah, he's got a torn bicep, so that he, okay. he's done for the year. And Judon, oh. Judon's not as bad, but they said he could be like week to week. Okay, so but he's definitely that, not playing this week. Yeah, probably not. No, That's, no, no. The, the, it was announced today. Judon's going to have surgery. Oh, Ju- oh, they they did say Judon's yeah. having. Okay, so boom. Okay. Oh shit. You want to yeah, rethink that live on air? <laughs> um. Well, I'll let you. I'll let you go through yours here, and and I'll think about it. Well, I'll, I'll say this: according to the reports, Gonzalez and Judon out indefinitely with their respective injuries. Okay, yeah. so both I'm, of I'm them. Changing my pick. I'm changing my pick. I'm going the Saints. Oh yeah, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. So, <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I'm gonna be, we're gonna be the same. I'm gonna be the Saints, and that was without looking at the injuries. I I typically make my picks right after Sunday Night Football on instant, then adjust as the week goes on. Yeah, Alvin Kamara's back. I think that's another addition. Oh, that's right, yep. And yeah. Olave. They're this, Brandon, the Saints, like you, you dicks. <laughs> the Saints' defense is still very good. I know Tampa Bay took advantage of them last week, yeah. but let's be real. Derek Carr did not hey. give them anything to work with. Right. And I think that's what's going to make New Orleans good to better. I'm not going to call them good to great. Good they're to better. 11th. Yeah, they're ranked eleventh. Yeah. And I think that was, uh, Alvin Kamara was good, and that was his return. He had almost, I think, he had nine receptions or ten receptions. And that's where he thrives. Those little check down, he jukes out and gets down. I think Derek Carr will use that more to his advantage. Mm-hmm. And again, without Gonzalez, without Judon, I think that's going to be a difference maker for the uh, for the Pats defense. Uh, close game, Saints take it. Right on. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going with the Saints. I'm still going to a 20-21 type ball game, but definitely going with the Saints on this one. Um, moving on, next we got the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this is easy. Mm. Ravens. Ravens. I don't even care if it's in Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh is just man. They don't seem to have it together right now. Baltimore is Baltimore. Um, I I just I just think Baltimore. Lo- Wait, they won this past week, right? Yeah, yeah. they they yeah. won with a Deshaun Watt Watsonless Brown. Yeah, so I think Baltimore is going to continue doing what they're doing. Um, I think it's going to be a little closer than people expect. I don't think it's going to be a close game. But I mean, I say it's going to be closer, and I think Pittsburgh's going to put up some points this week. And I'm thinking somewhere along the lines of like 24 to like maybe 12, 13, somewhere along the lines. But give give me Baltimore for sure on the road. What do you think, Dominic? Uh, Baltimore, yes, because Pittsburgh's kind of like Atlanta. Don't trust the yeah, quarterback. Absolutely. And the defense is Jekyll and Hyde. Yep. You yeah. know, if the defense plays like they did against the Raiders two weeks ago. Different story. Even if Baltimore still doesn't have Bateman and OBJ, Lamar Jackson runs. He has a good relationship with Mark Andrews. And, you know, Flowers has been a nice rookie candidate as well. Nice little piece to the puzzle out there in Baltimore. Yep. Yeah, um, good player. It's a divisional matchup. Baltimore's not going to let it go to the wayside. Baltimore, I think Lamar Jackson – I think he might pass more than he rushes because of the defensive front of Pittsburgh. Sure. Just in that scenario, but Baltimore all day long. Right on. What do you what about you, Brandon? Yeah, Ravens, you know, top three defense right now. Uh still has have no offense. Absolutely none. Uh what's funny what's funny is that the the Ravens are four point four point favorites. Only four points, and I'm wow. guessing that's due to the 
divisional aspect of it, but yeah, I, I think they'll win more than maybe, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they'll give them maybe seven or eight, maybe nine yeah. in that case. Yeah. yeah. All right, so clean sweep of Baltimore here. Uh, this I'm loving this. This is I, so anticlimactic. Oh, dude, I can't lose. I, at this point, I'm not losing Feel any bad. ground. I'm loving this. All right, so next we got Philadelphia at the Los Angeles Rams. I got Philadelphia here, even on the road. Um, this one, I think, I think it was going to be one of those shootouts, man. Because that Philadelphia defense, I mean, they they're not impressive. Offense is impressive. The Rams, kind of the same way. Defense is to me isn't overall overly impressive, but that offense is going to be that offense. And I'm talking, I'm thinking this game's going to be somewhere along the lines of like in the 60s, man. I'm talking like maybe 35, 31, Philadelphia. What do you think, Brandon? You know, I don't know. <laughs> this game, this game. Eagles are I, four point. Eagles are four point favorites in this game, four. on the road. Matthew Stafford's hobbling. Yeah, I don't know if it's a groin or hip or something. He was hobbling that whole fourth quarter against the Colts. Yeah, he gutted it out. So yeah, so you know, I, I like Philly in this one too, but I think it'll be a close game. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know how high scoring it's going to be. Uh, it's one of those weird games, uh, in my opinion, to pick. I agree. Here's another wrinkle to the Rams that might change. Cooper Cup is available to come off of the, you know, yeah. you know, the injured reserve PUP list. Um, they want him to play, and Sean McVay said he's probably going to practice this week, so there's a good chance he plays. Now, again. Snap count. We don't know the specifics, right. but right. Nakua has been good. Tutu Atwell has been a nice piece of a puzzle. Their running back, though, Williams, is questionable right now. I think he got dinged up in the Colts game. That's why they use their backup Rivers a little bit more. Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm going to, again, we're going to do clean sweep again. Eagles in this one. If their running back is healthy and if Cooper Cup does not have a snap count designation, and and Matthew Stafford is fully 100% good to go, and it was just a little, you know, rough, whatever it was, I could maybe see this being a little bit of a trap game for the Eagles. Yeah. But with a couple of intangibles not going the Rams' way initially, the Eagles' defense, if Stafford plays, which he probably will, I'm going to expect at least two interceptions from Stafford. That's been his calling card lately. Yeah. So, so the Eagles, again, again, I know it's anti anticlimactic, clean sweep again, but we're going off the numbers here. We're 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 being games logical. Being, yeah, this, yep. you know we're not making shit up at this point. Absolutely. Now, as I move on to this next game, I don't have anything circled, which tells me when I was making <laughs> my picks, I was it was one of those. Okay, I'm gonna have to come back to this. Yeah. And obviously, I never went back to it. And I. <laughs> This is a head scratcher. This now, if by I the way, this going. is Cincinnati and Arizona, folks. <laughs> I've been saying that I'm off the of Cincinnati. You know what? I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to go with Arizona at home, and I'm thinking somewhere along the lines of 24-10. Because I mean, Cincinnati don't look like they could do shit. So give me, give me Arizona at home. What do you think, uh, Dom? Uh, uh, I'm going to be ballsy here, and I'm going to go against you. I think after Jamar Chase's comments about being open, always being open, 
I think this could be a, a light up week between Burrow and Chase. Yep. Um, I know T. Higgins has those rib injuries that he's hoping to play through, and he probably will if it was up to him. That's what he said yesterday and today. If not, Tyler Boyd is still a, a nice option that he's been with Joe Burrow for a while. Joe Mixon needs to get right. And I know Randy was roughed up about Joe Mixon earlier in the week or get ready during to drop the his ass, man. Um, but I think this is a get right week. Nothing against Arizona. The Niners just had to take them on. The Niners, they, you know, they they handed them a loss. The third quarter was a little bit questionable. They let them get a little too close to the fire, just a little bit. So there's something like Josh Dobbs. It, don't he ain't pulling the wool over anybody's eyes. He's playing well yep. in Arizona. And they have a good, you know, scrappy team that probably shouldn't be in consideration, but they can be that, oh, we beat Dallas. We're a spoiler. We yeah, can do it. Right. If if Arizona beats Cincinnati, that could send Cincinnati into a tailspin. Oh, like, great. they're free-falling, but this could be quick tailspin. Absolutely. Um, but I think this is a get-right week. It'll be close. It's not going to be easy. Arizona's at home. I think it's a big burrow chase combination week. Yeah. So give me Cincinnati. I'll go against Randy, hopefully, to up him by one. All right, Randy. What about you, brother? Yeah, I think this is uh get the monkey off your back week. Okay. Um we're coming for you, yeah. Randy. <laughs> I, yeah, I think the I think the Bengals get right this week. Okay. You know, for all the same reasons as Dom has mentioned. Um, yeah, I, I like the Bengals in this one. And I and and I, I venture to say that it might not even be close. Wow. I think they're going to come out fired up. I think they're going to come out fired up. Cincinnati's defense hasn't been that bad also. Right. Yeah. So, I think they're going to come out fired up. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So we got Dominic and Brandon going with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals in this one with just and just me going with the Cardinals. All right. All right. I see what you guys are trying to do here now. Uh-uh. <laughs> see, we talked I'm, about I'm, the... I'm hip to your jive. We talked about the earpieces for the refs. Brandon and I have a little communication <laughs> yeah, that we don't you do. have right now. <laughs> yeah, I bet That's you right. do. That's right. Shit. All right. <laughs> Game of the week, baby. Jets at the Broncos. Now, I don't know why I'm doing this. I said I wasn't going to do it. But fuck it, why not? After that performance, if they could keep it up, do what they did, don't go back to that same old bullshit that you were doing earlier in the season. I'm taking the Jets here. I think it'll be a little close, a little closer than a lot of people think. I'm thinking somewhere along the lines of like maybe 24-17, possibly 24-21. You know, I think I think it'll be one of those things where, you know, Denver, you know, comes, you know, with that late surge toward the end of the game, but it's just, they just can't they can't pull it out. You know, I think I think the Jets are going to be a little emotional after that Sunday night game. So I, I I think they're I think they'll be a little vulnerable, but I I think they're gonna come out on top in this one. Like I said, somewhere along the lines 24-17, 24-21. But I mean I like that, you know, for me this is like you said, just get right. This is the Jets getting right, getting their season right right here, baby. So give me the Jets. What do you think about Brandon? Yeah, I'm going Jets. I think this is a game where we see us blow the doors off a team. Oh shit. Tell me. And more. I say that because I'm thinking about I'm thinking about all the comments Sean Payton has made. Mm-hmm. They've had this game circled since the offseason. Yeah, they did. Uh, and they were hoping that Aaron Rodgers would be there. Even Aaron Rodgers mentioned it on Pat McAfee when he got hurt that he was looking forward to this game. He should fly into Denver. I mean, yeah, yeah. So 
So I, I think we all understand what this game is. Uh, try not to make it too personal. Go in, destroy. Sure. You know, do, get to work. Do what you got to do. Absolutely. But, but yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we we're gonna win this game pretty good. To go in pretty there to hand, win and save all the personal yeah. shit for afterwards. You know, to, yeah. you know, screw you and all that for afterwards. Just go in yeah. there, do your job. Yeah. You know, stay focused. Absolutely agree. Dominic, what do you think, brother? Treat it as a business trip. Go in, do your work, talk about it later. Go Absolutely. do what the media did to you against the Chiefs and talk Absolutely. all this shit leading into the week. Don't give any ammo to the Broncos that started off, right. you know, the back and forth with Hackett and, and all those comments. Right. The one thing the Jets need to do right defensively, Russell Wilson has not had a bad year. I know the, the record one and three does not say, oh, he's doing well. Their defense has been the biggest issue. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, just himself, he has found and made some name receivers outside of Judy and Sutton. He's finding a lot of guys. He's not looking like the Wilson from Seattle, but he's doing enough to keep the Denver Broncos competitive in games with the exclusion of the 70 points against Miami. Mm-hmm. So if you can just limit Russell Wilson to what he's been doing and a little bit less, force a turnover or two, and and again, it all hinges on play like you did against the Chiefs. Don't revert back to your old ways. If that combination works, Jets have it. I'll, I'm we're gonna go for the sweep. Uh, you know, I'm faithful to the Bay for my Niners, but J E T S Jets, yes, Jets, yes, Jets, Jets in this one. Absolutely. All right, clean sweep for the Jets. All right, moving on. We got Kansas City at Minnesota. Uh, I mean, Chiefs. I, yeah, I got the Chiefs. I just. Minnesota, I don't know. They just—they just seem a little snake bitten this year. I mean, I mean, even in close games, they just can't seem to pull it out. I don't think this is going to be that close. It's—I mean, it could. I mean, the Chiefs have shown some vulnerability. You know what? Yeah, I think it will be close. I think somewhere along the lines of you know, kind of what you saw this past Sunday, 24-21, you know, Chiefs pull it out in the end or something like that. But give me Kansas City, even on the road. I mean, it's just. It's just like we were just talking about earlier. I mean, they got the rest in their pocket, it seems, man. And I hate to fucking say that because it makes me look like a fucking Jethrul, but, I mean, it wasn't <laughs> any more blatant than it was on Sunday night, man. So, it, yep. it, it's until they prove me different, that's, that's the way I look at it. So, give me Kansas City. And always give me Kansas City. Shit, might as well. What, what do you think, uh, Brandon? Yeah, give me Chiefs 28, uh, 31-17 Ooh, in this okay. one. Okay. Dominic, what about yeah. you? Yeah. You know, I know I just talked a big game about the, you know, the Chiefs are not as good as everybody thinks they are and stuff. And <laughs> and Vikings have the pieces. I know Kirk Cousin is not the best quarterback, but he's not the worst. He he gets the job done, except on primetime games. I mean, he's having a pretty decent year this year. But Justin Jefferson's a beast. Mm-hmm. You know, TJ Hawkinson just got that big deal. He should be a beast. Jordan Addison is a nice rookie piece to the puzzle. And Madison, in as the RB... You know, they haven't utilized him as well as they probably should have, but they have some dogs on the offensive side of things that should get them 24-plus points a night. But it's not working out that way. I think this game is closer. Something in my heart says Vikings, but, again, the Taylor Swift effect. Is she going to be in Minnesota? Kelsey, you know, all, all the ancillary factors that are going on outside of the game of football. Yeah. Um, Give me the Chiefs. I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings find a way to surprise them. 
because they have the they have the offensive pieces sure. to go after this Chiefs defense. And Mahomes wasn't great against the Jets. And I'm not right. the Vikings defense is not the Jets defense. Okay. I was gonna say they don't have let's the same be, Let's be first. Yeah. Let me I should have put that in the front. The Vikings defense is not the Chiefs uh, is not the Jets defense. But in comparison, the Vikings could get at least one interception on Mahomes and take advantage of it. And you do everything right offensively. You could have the chance because it is in Minnesota. So at least you got home field for you. Sure. But in theory, that's you know, that's in theory, but on paper, give me the Chiefs. Okay. Vikings are twentieth, twentieth on defense. Yep. Yeah. So, so clean you know, with the Chiefs there. Correct. All right. As now as we finish the Sunday off, this will be the game of the week for Dominic, baby. Now I was saying I was telling Dominic in, in, in one of our uh private chats that at this point, when it comes to the 49ers, man, that's my NFC pick to rep, you know, represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I mean, Mine I don't, too. I yeah, I don't care what Dallas does the rest of the year, as long as the Niners are healthy, that's my pick. And you, and, and this is gonna be, this is gonna be, this is gonna be, be a fun game. game, great game. Yeah. I'm looking forward to yeah. it. Yeah, give me the Niners in this one. I think it's gonna be close. Okay. I think the Niners pull it out at the end with a field goal. And I'm talking 27, 24 Niners, man, on prime time. Dominic, what do you think? Actually, you know what? Let's go Brandon here because I want to give Dominic the floor to give him a few minutes to talk about this game. Brandon, go Absolutely. Ahead. No problem. Yeah, yeah. Give me 31-28. Okay. Niners. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. All right, I just so- th- This game has all the makings of a shootout. Absolutely. Uh, but I, w- with some defense sprinkled in there too. So I think 31-28, uh, Niners will prevail. Is um I have a question though. Yeah. Uh, how's Debo? I heard he was a little little injured. De- Debo was a little dinged up in that game against the Giants Thursday night football week three. He had the extra week. Um, and, and it's perfect segue because I was gonna Randy and I talked about this in our chat and, and it goes into this point. He's he everybody's healthy. Now, maybe is it 100% health? Maybe, maybe not. It depends on what's going on behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. They did not feature Debo much at all. This past week against Arizona, I think he touched the ball twice, two pass or two passes, one run. George yeah. Kittle had one catch for nine yards. That was it. It was pretty much the McCaffrey show. And with Brandon Ayuk getting some deep passes down the field to set up great field position. So Debo should be ready to go. But let's be real. Niners Cowboys, it's the storied rivalry. Absolutely. America's team. It, it, yeah. it just it's rooted in history. There's tensions between these two teams, especially after last year's playoff game in round two in the divisional round. Um, Dak's got a chip on his shoulder like he always does. The Niners are going to treat this, you know, as business as usual. They have the pieces offensively and defensively. And like I just said to you, McCaffrey, and it was the uh, McCaffrey and Ayuk show this past week. Debo and Kittle, even though they played, it was like a bye week. Man, they rested up. They're going to be ready to go. There's always juice in this matchup. Brock Purdy is so, so underrated right now in the NFL. Everybody talks about, if you look at the stats on paper. Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant is better than Mr. Mahomes. Yep. On paper, the stats don't lie. And I know Mahomes can be flashy, but Brock Purdy is a technician. 
he he's got he's he a good runs fucking quarterback. He is going to run this offense exactly the way Kyle Shanahan wants him to. Absolutely. He's very methodical. He's very, very methodical. methodical, and he's going to run it to fucking precisely, man. Yeah, he's that good. Yes, and everybody thought when Jimmy G was on the Niners and he was doing very well that he was methodical. Brock Purdy. It like he yeah. takes that and it's runs with it. It's incredible. Day. It's night and day between those two. Night and day. So you know this defense. The last last week against the Cardinals and a game against the Giants, they played. I would say three quarters each game. They had kind of one quarter that was kind of like, and it was the third quarter coming out of halftime. It was like, uh, I don't like that. We clean it up a little bit. Clean it up and you'll be all right. Same thing with against the Rams. There was like one quarter. It was like you need to figure it out. Let's play four quarters of football here. But again. We talked about this with the Jets. The first four weeks, you're getting settled. You're, you know, you're getting the defense or offense ready to go. You're getting yep. hit in the mouth for the first time. You're getting that energy. Mm-hmm. And again, at the same token, I'm not discounting Dallas at all. That defense has been legit all season long, with the exclusion of the Cardinals game. Dak Prescott is going to have a chip on his shoulder. Tony Pollard is not to be messed with. He's a nice right. RB to have. You know, the Niners allowed C.D. Lamb to run all over or catch all over them in that divisional playoff game last year. But uh, looking at Dallas objectively, it's really been Pollard and C.D. Lamb. Ferguson, their tight ends, been sprinkled in, but they really haven't used Gallup and Cooks, even though Cooks has been kind of on and off injured right now. You put and pressure. No, no digs. And, and no Trayvon Diggs. So no. that's where I think the Niners are going to really – get to this Dallas defense is going to be in the passing game. I expect Ayuk to have a big game because I feel Diggs would have been on Ayuk. Absolutely. And Ayuk's going to, he's continued to going to have, continue to have that big season that we've been waiting for. And we're seeing it so far through the first three weeks because he was out against the giants in week three, mm-hmm. but I'm going to expect more Debo, more Kittle spread the ball out a little more. The Niners didn't have their, uh, RB2, Elijah Mitchell available against Arizona. So I think that's why, you know, CMC ran over the ball oh and had four God. tutties that day. So I think it's going to be more of a balanced attack like they did against the New York Giants. Hard-fought game. It's going to be in the trenches. Mm-hmm. And I would say it's going to be within a touchdown game. It's going to be close all night long. Of course, give me the Niners, faithful to the Bay. It wouldn't be a Niner game. And, of course, at Levi's Stadium, that place is going to be rocking, no oh, doubt about it. Oh, yeah. But it's it's going to be a dogfight. This is going to be the Niners' first true test. Because after this, they go to Cleveland, and then they go to Minnesota on Monday night. Oh, so okay. they have two oh, games. Oh, Kirk Cousins on primetime? Shit. Yeah. That's, that's a win. Yeah, the so the next two weeks, I'm not saying, oh, it's a walk in, you know, but this is going to be the first true test for the Niners this season. Sure. And I want to learn from this game. So if Dallas scores some points and 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 does good things against our defense, great. Learn from them. It's going to make you better in the future. Just don't let them beat you. Absolutely. But, but nothing, fun fact, in every start since Brock Purdy took over last season, the Niners have scored 30-plus games in all in every game except two. Wow. One was the NFC Championship game where he, you know, his elbow, you know, Tommy John, and another game I think where they scored 27 or 28. So 30-plus points in every game this season. I do look out for that defensive line and Micah Parsons for Dallas because Micah Parsons is a threat, no yep. doubt about it. 
Their secondary is questionable to me right now. Mac Jones was not going to threaten that one last week. No wonder why they scored three points. Come on. Like, Brock Purdy, you know, Brock Purdy is no Mac Jones. Okay? Let's be real. So, give me the Niners in this one, no doubt about it. Um, It's going to be close. It's going to be a dogfight, and we are ready for it, baby. Absolutely. I mean, Dallas, San Francisco, you know, that historic rival, you know, on primetime. I mean, dude. You know the big boys are going to be out. Oh, Jerry, Jerry Rice is in the house. Joe Montana is going to be in the house. Steve Young's going to be in the house. Jerry Rice is probably going to be catching balls from Brock Purdy in warmups, like yeah. he always does. I the, wouldn't even the, be surprised if you see some former Dallas Cowboys up there with Jerry Jones and his suite. Yeah, you're going to see. It's going to be the proper star-studded affair, sure, and not the Absolutely. Taylor Swifty affair. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. but, absolutely. But but that's what I got to say, man. Faithful to the Bay, man. I think you know five and zero is is legit. It's going to be tough. Put mm-hmm. put your big boy pants on. Get ready to hit him in the mouth. Do everything right, and and this is going to go our way. But don't take Dallas for granted. Absolutely. Just because Good of the shit. rivalry. Good Let's go. Shit. Good shit. Yeah, San Francisco all the way. But yeah, you're right. It's going to be a dog fight. Yeah. Now as we move on to the final game of the week, Monday night. I mean. It's nice to be having these single games on Monday night now. Uh, this was uh, this was a little tough. We got Green Bay at Las Vegas. I'm not gonna lie, dude. Green Bay be looking mid as hell this year, dude. Even even with Jordan Love looking like a decent quarterback. Yeah. I went ahead, even though they're on the road. I mean, Las Vegas has kind of shown that they really don't have a home field advantage. I mean, usually you can get a lot of opposing fans in there to kind of drown out some of the Raider fans. I mean, it's just, to me, I'm to me still the Raiders in Las Vegas is still kind of a joke, but yeah. give me, give me the Packers in this one. And I'm thinking somewhere along the lines of like 24, 21. Like I said, the Packers look mid, they, they seem to be one of those teams where they'll catch a league and all of a sudden They'll let they'll stick around and let the team you know or let the other team hang around, let them back in it, and I think that's what they'll do with the Raiders here. Kind of seem to be one of those teams right now that are playing down to the level of their competition. So, but 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 I'm gonna go ahead and pick Green Bay in this one. Like I said, close game, 24-21, you know, somewhere along the lines like that. So, what do you think, Brandon? Yeah, give me the pack in this one too. Um, just not believers in in the Raiders. Uh, the their offense just looks putrid. The 25th ranked offense. Uh, just doesn't look good at all. Um, you know, surprisingly, Green Bay is top ten in offense. I didn't know really, that. really. Uh, to, wow. yeah, to, um, that's a quiet ass top ten. Quiet, very quiet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, give me them. I just did the best of the worst, I guess, in this scenario. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so <laughs> give me, give me Green Bay to pull this one out. Similar score, I think. Yeah, twenty one. You know, twenty-one seventeen, cool. something like that. I think is what what that score could probably look like. Yeah, I think this game hinges on is Jimmy Garoppolo going to play? Yeah, I know yeah. he was in concussion protocol. We thought yeah. Hoyer was going to start. Then they went to their rookie fourth round draft pick, who at times looked decent and at times looked really bad. You know, you're throwing a rookie under the fire in a divisional matchup against the Chargers on the road, but yeah. it really wasn't a road game because there was a lot of silver and black at SoFi Stadium. <laughs> um, I think there's a lot of Raider fans in LA, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. 
this is a kind of like the Bengals. This is going to be a get right week for okay. the Packers. Okay. They're gonna they're gonna sit on their butt early Sunday on the West Coast and watch probably Detroit spank Carolina. <laughs> and gonna be like, we need to win in order to keep pace in our division. Oh yeah. Because they're already gonna know what happened to the Bears because the Bears play Thursday, and the Vikings play in the afternoon. Vikings are they're still ahead of the Vikings. So it's really they're going to pay attention to the 10 a.m. game. Yep. So you're going to have that on their side. Then you're going to have, yes, the Devontae Adams versus old team. Now, Devontae had a quiet first half, bigger second half with the rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's going to he's Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. I, I think no matter where you put him, he's still going to be a star. Go dogs, um, go, baby. You know, for the Fresno State man. At the end of the day, it's going to, like I said, hinge on Jimmy Garoppolo. If Jimmy Garoppolo plays, Raiders have a better chance. Absolutely, I agree. They have a better chance. They need to get Josh Jacobs going. They do. That That's that's somewhere where he had, a good game. he had a good game this weekend. He had a better game this week, yeah. but with the, games, going. With the going. games Jimmy G has played in, he's been awful. So I don't know if it's play selection or whatever the mentality is on the play calling side of things. If you can get Josh Jacobs right yeah. – that opens up that offense. And Especially I know, if you're going to trot a rookie out there. Get your running game going. And Jimmy's yeah. leading the league in interceptions right now. You run the ball more. It saves the interceptions, and yep. Jacobs gets hot. Yep. On the Packers side of things, this is definitely going to be a matchup where you're going to like to see Aaron Jones at running back. Mm-hmm. The Raiders' defense is not allowing – or not – not uh, pardon me, stopping the run. They did against the Chargers. Again, the Char- Chargers didn't have Austin Eckler. Um, so I think in the grand scheme of things, Jordan Love is going to utilize his legs a little bit, spread out that defense for the Raiders. The Raiders just find a way to shoot themselves in the foot with penalties and different things. I think the Packers go in, get the job done uh, with or without Jimmy Garoppolo. It's a better chance for the Raiders with Jimmy G in. If Jimmy G's in, I expect a huge, massive game for Devontae Adams, just because it's my old team. (laughs) <laughs> even though it's not like where he's at right now is much better than the Packers. I think he'd have better luck with the Packers right now than with the Raiders. Um, but give me the Packers in this one. They'll, you know, they're going to watch Detroit beat up on Carolina, know that they got to stay within a game of them and, and they'll figure it out. But 20 um, something, if I'm going to go with the odds that Jimmy plays, go with the odds that Jimmy plays uh, 27 to 20. Maybe the Packers score a little more if the Raiders shoot themselves in the foot more than I think they already will. Okay. All right, so clean sweep for Green Bay. (laughs) So the only difference we have is Bengals-Arizona? Yeah. That's it. (laughs) Wow. So we're not going to make up much ground or lose much ground. It's a long season. It's a long season. season. I had this week all planned. (laughs) (laughs) It'll get crazy. Hey, bye weeks have come up. Yep. You know, no chargers this week. Yep. Um, I forget who else has a bye this week. Oh, no, Seattle this week. Mm-hmm. So that could take out some games in that scenario. But, hey, let's go, boys. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's go. Hey, great show today, guys. Awesome show. And, hey, guys, I want to thank you guys for checking us out. On behalf of Dom and Brandon, thanks for checking us out here on the One Jets pod. Make sure if you're watching us on YouTube to hit that like and subscribe button. Make sure you smash that bell notification so you know every time we uh, drop some content for you. Also, if you're listening on the audio side of things, thanks for listening all the way at the end. Make sure you to uh, follow us, you know, give us a five-star rating, leave us some comments. That always helps. And again, thanks you guys.
everyone for your support. It means a ton. Again, I've said I've stated this in the past. You know, we're not a big page. We're just growing. You know, uh, we're doing our best, but we thank you guys all for your support. And again, thanks for checking us out here on the One Jets Pod. And we'll see you down the road. Go Jets. Good night.